I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh my goodness me! What a fantastic goal! What a goal! That is absolutely superb! Huge cheers go up around Emirates Stadium. Hello and welcome to the last Arsenal weekly podcast of the 2017 to 18 season. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on today's show, we say a final farewell to Arsene Wenger and to the BFG as he calls time on his playing career. It's the last round of Brain of Arsenal. We'll also give out some alternative end of season awards. But we kick off by looking back at our final game under the boss with our Arsenal insider. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, fitting that it was one of the boss's final signings who settled the game in Arsenal's favour. Here is Lacazette looking for Ramsey, who could be in here. He'll centre towards Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who doesn't miss from inside the six-yard box, stretches out and converts from close range. That is what Oba does. In the right place at the right time. Striker's instincts there at the far post. Well played from Ramsey. I'm not sure. I think it was a cross rather than a shot to the far post. But simple for Aubameyang. He just keeps doing it, doesn't he? His goal-scoring record is fantastic since he's joined Arsenal. Heels off at the far post. Ramsey does spot him. Aubameyang pointing where he wants the ball. Slides in. Far post. All of a sudden, we've been saying Arsenal haven't been playing well, but they take the lead because you've got a man like Aubameyang who can score at any moment in any game. That the defining moment is Arsenal 1, 1-0 at Huddersfield Town. And delighted to say that to discuss that game and indeed look back at some of Arsene Wenger's greatest moments, our Arsenal insider this week is the Press Association's Mark Bryans, who joins us on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Mark, great to have you with us. And an emotional day for the boss to play as everybody associated with the club, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was I was up in Huddersfield yesterday. You know, we had everything. We had the, the brilliant weather, the you know, the fanfare surrounding us. And I thought Huddersfield, to be fair, as a club, as a as a fan base, did him proud. I thought they were great yesterday. They really added to it. I mean, the game itself, the 90 minutes were pretty inconsequential for both teams. I think, given Huddersfield was safe and Arsenal were toasting the, uh, Arsene Wenger's departure, it was almost like we didn't need the 90 minutes. We could have just got Arsenal out and then all gone home. But, um, but yeah, it was a very fitting finale. I thought. Yeah, it's nice to have the 22 minutes in, standing ovation, applause from around the whole stadium, the two planes with the messages flying overhead. There was quite a lot, wasn't there, as you say, which both sets of teams and fan bases contributed towards? Yes, there's a lot to process by then. Like I say, we've, we've, we've got used to banners and planes but for the negative <laughs> regions in recent seasons, so it's nice to see... And he's been he's been like that since Arsenal's departure was announced. You know, he said, he joked the other day at the press conference that everyone seems to love him now, but I just think it's people showing respect to a man that, that has done so much in this game over such a long period of time. Even going to, to Manchester United was probably, if you look back on it, 
who would have ever thought he'd get that kind of reception and have that kind of interaction on the touchline with two of his biggest rivals in, in Ferguson and Mourinho. It's just been quite nice, you know. It's been quite a nice send-off for him, I think. And as we process all of that a day or so on, to not have the boss around anymore, it's a, it's a strange void, isn't it? It's an odd feeling for so many people who've not really, let's be honest, Mark, known much else in association with Arsenal. Absolutely. It's a step into the unknown, isn't it? I mean, obviously none of us know who, who's going to come in, but whoever that is obviously isn't going to be Arsene Wenger. So it's going to be new for, for staff, for supporters, for players, for, for everyone involved with the club. And I just think it's... That's why it's so vital, I think, that they get the right man, whoever it is that comes in to replace Arson, because it is such a change. It's such a, a marked difference to a man who, when he first came to Arsenal, you know, they were obviously playing in a different stadium, playing with an entire different league in the sense of we didn't have the foreign influx or the money or anything, and he's overseen all of that. So, yeah, I think it's very important now that the, the club find the right man to come in and take over the mantle. And obviously there is an exciting structure within that management and running of the, of the team now, isn't there, for the new boss to, to fit into, which hopefully will serve the club well regardless moving forward. Yes, I certainly think the, the way it's, everything's structured in the, back, in the background now lends itself to making it easier for a new manager to be integrated. I mean, it would have been like appointing a new manager and expecting him to know everything from day one, whereas now he's got a team around him of experienced people, of people that have already been in the club, whether it's only been six months or a few years. There's, there's a core of people there to, to help him settle in, for sure, yes. Now, going back to Arsene Wenger, let's hear from the boss at the final whistle up in Huddersfield. It's different, you know. Uh, uh, you do not uh, stay for such a long time and put every day 100% uh, commitment in and uh, uh, without being that difficulty, but I have to deal with it and I will. To be happy today, I think uh, Huddersfield celebrated to stay in the league. We uh, uh, celebrated the last game in the Premier League for me. I, uh, I played 1,235 games for this club and uh, uh, to be a happy day today, we had to win the game. I uh, have a little bit of special bond because Herbert Chapman came from Huddersfield uh, to our club. He's uh, certainly the greatest manager at the club. So I, uh, I think for me to come back here, had a special meaning today, and uh, especially on the day where Huddersfield stays in the Premier League. An emotional Arsene Wenger there, calling time officially on his time with the Gunners. Uh, Mark, what would your grade for the wider season be if you were the teacher marking the papers come the end of the campaign for the Gunners' efforts? Well, I know it's Arsenal's farewell season, but you'd have to say it's, it's probably a, a D minus or an E, isn't it? You know, there's, there's been no silverware. It's the lowest ever finish under Arsene. We had the, the heartbreak, obviously, of a, of a cup final defeat and then losing to Atletico in a tie they really should have won. It's not been, in that regard, it's not been the best season to send him off. But I suppose in many ways, it, it also proved that it was time maybe for, for the fresh ideas of, of a new man. Well, we'll put that question many more to Adrian Clark at the chalkboard in a few minutes. Uh, Mark, aside from the new boss, what do you think needs to happen with the squad over the course of the summer? If you were to highlight maybe a couple of areas that will need some work, what would you say? I think I, I wouldn't be alone in saying that, that three signings really are essential. I think a new goalkeeper, as, as good as Petr Cech's been, I think he's father times catching up with him slightly. I think the jury arguably is still out a little bit on... David Espina. I also think a world-class centre-half wouldn't go amiss, as it wouldn't in most teams in the Premier League. And um, a proper tenacious defensive midfielder just to get to add some steel in the middle of the park, I think, for a new manager. I think they're the three areas. Looking further forward, I don't think 
many managers would, would turn the nose up at joining a club that's got Mikatari and Aubameyang, Lacazette and Ozil as attacking options. So I think some things are rosier than others, I think, in that squad. Be interesting to see whether a lack of Champions League football again affects player recruitment or whether the wider picture and the momentum that the club will hopefully build will be enough to convince a couple of those big-name players in key positions to come. Yes, I think so. I mean, they convinced Aubameyang to join in January. Mkhitaryan and Lacazette all came in knowing there wasn't going to be Champions League football. Sometimes the pull of the club helps. You know, Manchester United made some big signings when they were out of the Champions League. So you'd like to think, even though it's another year out there, they can tempt them in. You know, not, let's not beat about the bush. Arsenal have got the money to pay a little bit more in wages if they have to to tempt those players. And I think, again, that's why it's important, whoever the manager is, that it's a name that these big guys want to come and work for. And just finally, taking stock of one or two of those that I think have impressed this season. I think of Emian coming in, what, 10 goals in 13 in the Premier League during his opportunities, I think, is going to be hopefully great moving forward. The likes of the Callum Chambers resurgent in the second half of the season. I think we've seen enough from the likes of Konstantinos Mavropanos that maybe they'll have a big role to play. You check in the Enketias, the Maitland-Niles, the Nelsons who've had their first-team opportunities. There is a fair bit to build from, I feel, in addition to what might come externally? Well, massively, yes. I mean, it's, it's very easy because we just... <laughs> I know I've come on and been a bit of a, a doom-monger, but, yeah, there are, there are several players that have, have shone this year in a team that has struggled, and none more so, I think, you're right, than Alexander Lacazette. I mean, I think if you were to open a, a player of the season ranking now, he, he might even come in the top three or four, even though he only joined in January, because he just... He's been a player that they've missed. I think, since his operation, I think Lacazette looks like a new man. I think he can kick on next season hopefully if he can stay fit I mean you mentioned Callum Chambers there he looks great I think it would be a shame if he was to fall by the wayside when a new man came in when it looks like he's just found his footing in a team like this like you say Mavropanos looked great in the two or three games we've seen him it was unfortunate that he was sent off at Leicester but he looks a big guy he looks confident he's strong there are many many pluses you know I think when, when he's been fit and available, Aaron Ramsey's had another great season. So, yeah, you know, as I say, there are, there are many plus points as well, especially with the young guys, like you say. Well, Mark Bryans, it's going to be a, a strange old summer, but hopefully a formative one with some big steps forward for Arsenal in the months to come. And thank you very much for being our final Arsenal Insider of this season. Thank you for having me. Legendary Germany and Arsenal defender Per Mertesack is the new head coach of our academy. He's been speaking to Arsenal media's Nick Brumsack, looking back over his brilliant playing days. I feel like it's kind of the end of a journey and it was a brilliant and very positive journey from the very first time I stepped. I put it a little bit longer, like I stepped on the first time in the Bundesliga and now um, stepping the last time in the Premier League is like... That is a journey, you know, from being very tall and very skinny to the BFG. I'm, I'm here right now, you know, it has been quite a journey and I'm, I'm humbled, you know, and I'm grateful for the opportunities and the position I've been put in by numerous people. It's like, that's where you look back, you know, especially in your last season, you look a little bit back and try to reflect uh, who and what has been part of your journey. And to finish it here makes it more special to me because I was never in the mindset or would have never dreamt about being part of Arsenal Football Club. And to finish my career and 
people have put me in a position to continue my journey at Arsenal, you know, in in a different role, but to a certain extent, to stay in London and to stay at my beloved club, you know, makes it satisfying, a satisfying moment to close one chapter, but to open another one straight away. So I, I kind of, that's why I'm so excited and satisfied and ready to ready to go and not, I don't feel sad, you know, I don't feel like I haven't reached my potential or something. There's no, there's basically no regret on what I have done with, with my life and with my footballing life, with my professional footballing life. So I'm just, as I said, very grateful about um, the opportunities. Some I grabbed by the neck, you know, with some intensity, with discipline, with what I stand for. And uh, obviously I'm grateful to a lot of people now who trusted me to be part of this football club, trusted me to be captain of this club and trusted me to um, have the next chapter here as well. That is very satisfying and gives puts me in a position where I'm very motivated and excited, you know, what comes next. So there's no big hole, you know, I'm I'm going into it. It's like, what, what comes next? And I, I know it already and I'm on the ball on that chapter already. So, but I want to finish strong, you know, I want to finish strong and want to finish um, as I did whole season, like train hard, trying to improve the team, trying to be on the ball in every single training to show what kind of role model I am. And that leads to my next journey, being present and being a role model and um, trying to find my way. But it's all about learning, growing and taking the next role as serious as I did uh, the past role. In terms of that that next role, um, for the fans who maybe aren't quite so sure what you're going to do next, what can yeah. you what can you tell them? Obviously, I I take a lot of pride in being here and uh, wearing the shirt. I I want to make sure the next generation knows what that means to wear the shirt and to continue to um, to work hard and to continue to make this club better that's my next journey basically on um and don't get me wrong there's a lot going on in, in the academy system so but i want to make sure that um the next generation is strong strong no matter what challenge they face in life mm. um is that it's the emirates and wearing the shirt and understanding what that means but as well, if they not make it, you know, there's a... Uh, Life away from it. There's a lot what comes into it. So I need to make sure we um, we demand a lot, we challenge a lot, but we care a lot for those, uh, for all these players who enter the academy. So, but the first initial thought is to make sure they understand what it means to wear the badge and to make this club better and to make the shirt better, you know, every single day. I think that gets lost sometimes, you mm. know, so, um, but in terms of the job description, maybe it will, it's like, um, overlooking the academy, so it's like, uh, academy manager, but, you know, I, as I say, I'm, you know, I understand you need a job description, but there's, there comes more with it, you know, it's not the end line, it's, it's a starting point for me to make sure that, um, 
we develop and educate the, the players and the people in the right way. I know you've you've answered so many questions about the boss, especially recently. Um, mm-hmm. But if I could just ask you one more in terms of when you joined this club, mm-hmm. how did he personally help you and help your game to go on to go and, and win those FA Cups to continue to be picked for Germany? What did he do? I mean, the big thing here. I mean, he's the one who brought me here basically to the club and trusted me to. And he put me in a position to be successful. Simple as that. And it is that kind of trust and belief in a, in you that you can you represent the club. You represent the club on the on the field. And he will prepare me for that role. And he will prepare me for the next stage. And being captain, being vice captain, being captain, all these stages. He just followed me and trusted me and uh showed me the way, basically. Mm. And so I'm very, very grateful, you know, that he puts me in a position that I can stay with the club as well. So it's not only that he brought me to the club and put me always in a position where I had to take responsibility, where he believed in me, that was intelligent enough to to grow and to learn from my mistakes, um, entrusting me to make, um, even if I'm out for one year, trusting me to make, you know, one final appearance and play in the the most important game, you know, in my in my career, like after being out for such a long time, plus the fact that that he trusts me and my values that I will bring the club forward in my in my next position. So just if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's just a, a journey with him, you know, a journey where he always put me in positions where where I was able to be successful. Mm. And uh, 
that says a lot about his his feelings, his trust, his his emotions. Who's, um, I think, that sums it up, kind of. In terms of you, um, seven years, two hundred plus appearances. Yeah. I know this is is quite a difficult question, but when you think about the good times, yeah. what memories are the ones that initially come to your head? Uh, joining the club and the three FA Cup runs in four years. I think we haven't lived up in a uh, haven't lived up to our expectations in the league. But in terms of the highs, was always the season ending finals, FA Cup finals, um, which I understand that the FA Cup sits below the Championship. But to do it three three times in four years is special. Mm. and will always be special and to be part of that group and that achievement um, will be historical as well even if I know that we haven't lived up to the level of championship and that's where I can make sure maybe I can influence the next generation you know, to have that target and to make the last step to being consistent for 38 games um, but still the um, still the parades and the emotional feeling of the first FA Cup was brilliant, and obviously after after what one season out, and then the, the the FA Cup game against Chelsea will last forever because we were such underdogs and our team was so um, undermined and by injuries and red cards and stuff. That will that will be very special memory, but in terms of that being part of such a long time and being part of the of the history the present and the future of this club is is for me the most um it's for me the proudest moment you know to sit here and say I was part of that and will be part of that in the future as well you mentioned the fans um mm -hmm. they've always absolutely loved you obviously mm -hmm. you've got your own nickname we'll, we'll mm -hmm. call it the BFG in this interview <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> How does it make you feel knowing that you've always had their complete backing? Yeah, I was welcome from the first day. And no matter what happened, no matter how many struggles I had, especially in the first season, they stuck with me. And even me and my family, we felt welcome from the very first day. And that is so special to me. And then giving me a nickname, you know, nothing I created by myself, just fans being supportive, you know, to the team, to a player. Um, my first thing was always to identify with with a badge, you know. What can I do to make this club better? What can I do to make the shirt better? Was always in my mind, you know. And that identification is very important, you know, to bring this to move this club forward. So when the fans feel that authentic, you know, genuine kind of character, I think they back you up no matter what. And that is what you need to give. And need to, they need to see. They cannot see you every single day. But when the weekend comes, when the game comes, you need to make sure you give absolutely everything. And that is something, working hard, working hard together. So they kind of build that relationship. Mm. And I was very grateful that they welcomed me with open arms. You know, that is not always the case. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark.
Well, joining us for the final chalkboard of this season, I'm delighted to say, is none other than Adrian Clark. Clarkie, out and about today, a busy Monday. Yeah, busy Monday, yeah, a bit of a mega Monday today, so I'm, I'm sad not to be there in the studio with you for the, uh, the podcast, the end-of-season special, but it's, uh, yeah, it's been a fun year, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, it most certainly has. It's had a few twists and turns and ups and downs, but it's time, Adrian, for our informal end-of-season awards here on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast, and we'll start with your defining moment of Arsenal's season. Well, it's it's been a, it's been a disappointing season, hasn't it? Let's be honest. We can't we can't sugarcoat it too much. So I think the defining moment, the defining memory, would actually be Arsenal Wenger's final match at Emirates Stadium. I thought it was the absolutely perfect send off. Uh, beautiful football, vengable, as we like to call it. it was it was uh, fully in operation. Five nil win, thumping five nil win over Burnley, and then the scenes afterwards with the, with everybody staying behind, and the speech from Arsenal Wenger was terrific. I just thought everything about that day was, was a little bit special. And when we look back on this season, I don't think it'll be particularly the games or the success the teams had on the pitch. It'll be that particular poignant day um, in the history of the club. Well, next on then, Adrian, to our individual performance of the season from an Arsenal player. Oh, it's so hard. It really is. Um, I think Mesut Ozil has produced the best individual performances of the season. OK, he hasn't done it on a on a consistent basis. But there are two that, that, that really stand out, and they're actually both against Everton. Um, the, the brilliant away performance, a really rare, excellent win for the Gunners on the road at Goodison Park. He was unbelievable that day. I think he created eight chances for Arsenal. And also in the game at Emirates Stadium, when we absolutely destroyed the Toffees in the first half, Meza Urza was at the heart of everything good that we did. So, so I would pick out those two, if you'll forgive me, from Mesut Ozil. Now, best team and or player performance against us. And, Clark, I'll just put my two pence worth in quickly here. I remember commentating for Arsenal TV uh, with Reese Weston on just that incredible performance from Man City in the first half of the mm. league game on a freezing cold Thursday night, days after the Carabao Cup final. That would certainly stick with me. Yeah, no, it sticks with me as well. I think that was the that was glorious football for Manchester City that night. It was freezing cold. I remember it well. I wasn't I wasn't there thankfully, but uh, yeah, some of the football they produced was mesmerising, and it was the best rest we've seen of anyone else at Emirates Stadium this season, no doubt about that. And I think the the individual that shone that day, in my opinion, was David Silva. He was just on fire. He was in a peak of form there at that period. So that, that, yeah, I'd pick those out. Special mentions, I think, for, for Liverpool when they thumped us at Anfield. That was that was an excellent display from them. And also Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup. I mean, what a what a day it was for them at the City Ground. I think they did raise their game for the big occasion. So, uh, so kudos to Forest as well. Yeah, one other individual, and I'll check in as well, is that incredible Man United David De Gea performance in goal to deny us in the game. Oh, do you know I what? Think nine days out of ten, they would I'm... have probably won. I'm going with that. I'm changing my mind. Sorry, David Steele, but I'm going <laughs> with that. Easily led at the end of that the season. Was, that was the most inspirational goalkeeping display I, I think I've ever seen. Unbelievable. So, no, David De Gea, uh, apologies for forgetting that one. That, that wins hands down. All these other teams and individuals' hopes were high for a moment. They've all been dashed at the last. Now, um, back to Arsenal. Best goal celebration? Best goal celebration, yeah. I, I must admit, I'm not, I'm not a connoisseur on the goal celebration. Uh, <laughs> I don't tend to take too much notice. But I do remember, was it Bayerin and Lacazette having a... Yeah, there'd been stories that they had a fallen out on the training ground, I think, and, and they pretended to um, 
to, they were just mocking, mocking those that had made out that they'd fallen out. So, yeah, just for comedy value, fair play. We'll give it to Bayer in a match set. I quickly like the camaraderie that was shown in the celebrations where Emmerich Bamiyan was and on a hat-trick against I Stoke. Do, I, one special memory as well, I think, is, is of... Well, one thing I would take away from the season is actually how well Lacazette and the Bamiyan have got on. I think that they've celebrated with one another really, really well. They almost, they're almost they the first on the scene to, to congratulate each other when they score a goal. I think it's great to see two strikers getting on so well. Yeah, when that hat-trick could have gone to Aubameyang from the penalty spot, let Lacazette take it, and those celebrations in the corner were, were really poignant for me. Now, best goal this season from an Arsenal player, Clarky, in any competition? Best goal, yeah. I, I think that we scored some good team ones. I've got to say, I think there was a goal against Crystal Palace. I believe that Lacazette finished off. It was an absolute beauty of a move. But uh, for, for me, it's, it's quite an easy choice this year. got to be Aaron Ramsey. Last year, we had the Scorpion. And this year, from Olivier Giroud, this year, we've got, I don't know what we call it, but, but the, the, the back heel volley from Aaron Ramsey against CSK in Moscow was a little bit special. I love the ball in from, um, from Mesut Ozil, I think it was. And, and to just pirouette in the air and flick it over the keeper was, was unreal, really. And, yeah, Aaron Ramsey is the clear winner for goal of the season. Yeah, oozing with class, that goal, no question. Now, what about your Arsenal Player of the Year? Yeah, Arsenal Player of the Year. I've, been, I've, I've done an end-of-season special for the breakdown, which will be out uh, either later today or, or tomorrow. Um, and I'm looking at the contenders. And the three contenders I put forward were, were Nacho Monreal, Mesut Ozil and Aaron Ramsey. Um, let, let's be honest, I don't think any one player has been brilliant from beginning to end. So it's not been one of those campaigns. But in my opinion... Aaron Ramsey has been the player of the season. I just think he makes such a difference to the team. He's scored 11 in all competitions. He's got eight Premier League assists. He has become a top-class box-to-box midfield player. And without him, Arsenal just aren't the same. So, uh, yeah, Ramsey gets my vote. Uh, Arsenal player of the year. I was wondering if Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang had, had joined earlier. I know he couldn't and if he'd been allowed to play mm. in the Europa League, the actual January onwards from when he's been allowed to play has been stunning. Right. So I think he wouldn't have been too far from the reckoning given a few more games as well. Uh, two more to finish, Clark. Your Arsenal grade for the season if you're the teacher uh, marking the papers? Well, look, I think we have to be honest about it and even... Look, we did, we did OK in the cup competition. FA Cup aside, we, we got to the League Cup finals, semi-finals in Europe. Not bad. Um, in the league, massive disappointment, isn't it? Um, sixth place finish. None of us wanted or expected that at the outset. So, look, I think it's going to have to be C. It's going to have to be a C minus, I think, because it, it has not delivered on, on the expectations that the players set, that the managers set, that the fans wished for. So, it, it's below average. So it's going to have to be a C-minus, I'm afraid. Well, I was going to go B-minus, but uh, Clarky, fair enough. Let's finish then with a much more positive favourite Arsene Wenger moment, not just from this season. We'll broaden this one out to the last 22-odd years. <laughs> well, I, I loved his duels with Sir Alex Ferguson. I, I, when, I, when I think back about this, this reign of Arsene Wenger, I look back fondly at the rivalry those two shared. So um, especially the comedy moments that, that, that make me laugh is when he, he, he had the was sent to the stands at Old Trafford and <laughs> had his arms outstretched. I thought that was brilliant. I loved his rows with Martin Yarl, Alan Pardew, etc. But I think in terms of favourite moment, it's seeing Arsene Wenger really beaming and happy. Because he's so, he's so serious, obviously, in the heat of battle. You don't see him sort of enjoy himself out there in the technical area too often. And, and the one that stands out is, is the whole City FA Cup final because it had been a long, long time since Arsenal won a trophy. 
And the nature of the way they, they come from behind to beat Hull City to win that cup final was, was incredible. And the relief and the joy that, that he felt, I think, at winning that trophy is, is something that I'll remember fondly. So, so yeah, that was, that was a big, big moment. I think the, one of the performances of his reign, one of the, the biggest tactical masterclasses, might just be that Chelsea FA Cup final, you know, a couple of years ago, or last year, rather. It was, it was a brilliant, brilliant performance, and I think he nailed it that day. Clarkie, thanks for your thoughts on this. One more time this season, we bring you this. Reign of Arsenal. Well, joining us in the studio, I'm pleased to say after a bit of an absence due to injury is our very own Liam Roberts, the Arsenal Weekly Podcast editor. And Liam, I'm sure all our listeners remember as we discussed your pretty gruesome injuries you picked up playing baseball a few weeks ago. You've been in and out since then, but never in the studio. You're back and you are looking like a cross between the Terminator and the Bionic Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm half machine now. Probably the emotionless... You were a quarter yeah, already before Yeah, the, the, the emotionless, cold part. That's, that, that's, that's the bit that's on me. So, uh, yes, uh, I'm, I'm back. Happy to be back. Um, Clarkie, in your chair again? <laughs> Don't get too comfy. Robo Robert, is that what we're calling you today? <laughs> nice. I might, have to, I might have to bring that on. Yeah, so final week of Brain of Arsenal. Um, Tear in I the have, eye. I have the scores. Um, I'll, I'll tell you at the end of this round, obviously. But um, final week... Um, Remind us what you're, what you're on. Yep, I am week two on the life and times of Alexandra Lacazette, including his time at Arsenal. So, uh, yeah, no chance to get into week three because there's no more next week. So, <laughs> so one more flat-track bully for Clarkey maybe this week. <laughs> so, question starting now on Alex Lacazette. Week two, question one. How many penalties has he scored for us this season? Ooh. Four. That's three. Ah! Question two. What date did he sign for us? It's in August. 21st of August, 2017. Ah, uh, it was. It was 5th of July. It was early. <laughs> early doors last time. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Ah! Very so confident as well. Question three. How many goals did he score last season for Leon? Last season, oh my goodness, that's a tough one because I've done all his career stats and his record season where he scored 27 the season before. Last season, oh my goodness. I'm going to say, is this in all competitions? 17. He's got 36. In all competitions? In all competitions. I know he rattled past his 100 for the club for yeah. Leon. Right, OK. It's going well. So far, so good. Question four. Alex has three international goals. Who were they scored against? Two against Germany, one against Denmark. Correct. Hey! Got one out one. of four. Got one. One out of four. Alex. Finishing in style for the summer. So, Clarky, week one, remind us what you're doing. Uh, I'm doing the 1994 Cup Winners' Cup Final. OK, so your questions on the Cup Winners' Cup Final. Week one, start now. Question one. Which minute did Alan Smith score the winning goal? Smudger, he got the winner in the 20th minute. Correct. Question two. How many of Palmer's starting 11 went on to play in the Premier League? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Asprilia, Zola and Brolin. And I don't know if any of the others did, so I'm going to say three. Correct. Oh, three. Good nice. answer, good answer. Question three. What was the date of the final? Fourth of May. 1994. Correct. I was there. I was in the in the, in the uh, Arsenal end, singing one 0 to the Arsenal. It was great. 
And question four, how many English players started the final for us? Obviously, three points for a win, one point for a draw every week. Um, here are the other stats to go with it. So, all in all, Adrian, you got 95 questions right throughout the season. Okay. Russ, you got 86 and a half. The only half point. 84 of which were all week one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might do that breakdown one day, actually, to work that out. Um, all in all, Adrian, you changed subjects 14 times. Mm. Russ, you changed 17 times. So that's so far two bonus points for Adrian. And all in all, Adrian, you got 17 wins. Yeah. Which, uh, and there were six draws, which gives you 54 points. Rush, you got 13 wins. Six draws, 45 points. Adrian, with an extra two points, that takes you on to 56. And our champion for the season, brain of Arsenal, Adrian Clark. <laughs> Clarky, well done. And if it's, anybody it's remembers, of course, our little uh, bet at the start of this season was we'd be each other's butler for the day, I believe. So you've won, mate. I'll be coming yep. up to your Leicestershire Palace uh, <laughs> to be your butler for the day, I guess, at some point over the summer at a prearranged well, date. How does that sound yeah, for you? Yeah, absolutely. I've, look, I've got, I've got a growing family. We, we all need feeding. I've, we've, got, we've got a couple of cars that, that need cleaning. Um, you can cut the grass. Um, loads, loads of stuff uh, we can we can put in place for you, mate. We'll have a nice, easy couple of weeks leading up to it, and, and then we'll get you to do the lot. Brilliant. Get, get a quick drink at the end, if I'm allowed, if I've done well. Oh, you can have an orange juice, yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be documenting this as well, because um, I've got to see this. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much for your contributions over the course of this season. Uh, enjoy what off-season you guys and I will get. Clarky, take care, pal, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing hearing you again, as you said, very, very soon. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot, guys. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, well done, guys. Well, the final word this week clearly has to go to the departing boss, as we say, mercy, arson. We want to be the club who gives a chance to somebody who deserves it, to somebody who has a dream and is ready to fight for his dream. That's initially the most dignified target the club can have, is to influence people's lives and give them a chance to be successful and transform that dream into a reality. Don't be scared to be ambitious. It's not a humiliation to have a high target and to fail. For me, the real humiliation is to have a target and not to give everything to reach it.
that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Arsene Wenger and Per Mertesacker, plus to Mark Bryans and Adrian Clark for their contributions today. We'd like to thank everybody who's downloaded and contributed to the show over the course of the campaign. Enjoy your summer and have a cracking off scene. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.